Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet and do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only. She says she sees through me. And I find that confusing. Truth be lost in all this assuming. Good morning, welcome back. It's the Weekend Grind Podcast. We are in the building, baby. Uh, you know, back from LA here, Josh Giant at the FSTA. So a lot of great people there, lots of great stuff. Always great to see the evolution of the industry. But yeah, back to the grind of things, the Weekend Grind. Uh, as I said, Josh Giant with my co-host, as always, the Weekend Grind crew, Travis, uh, Mr. Chuck, the man goat, Mangone. Hey, Travis, how you doing today, man? Good, good. Uh, excited for uh, you know another DFS slate. Uh, I actually won't be playing cash games today, so it kind of feels like nice and free. I don't have like that stress of looking at guys and be like, oh, I'm forced on this guy, forced. On that guy. I can just play the guys I want today, right? Uh, you know, not care and be like, I don't care if that guy's underpriced. I don't like him, and kind of call it a day. So we'll see. Uh, it it should be a fun slate, though. I kind of really like it. I think there's like a lot of different ways to go, and just uh, yeah, it, I'm excited for it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Lots of injuries going on. You know, big boogie cousin goes down for the season. AD is going to become the chalk like all the time. It sounds like now. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But uh, yeah, you know, they're not on the slate today. We're covering the main slate. We got a six game NBA slate here for you guys. Uh, go ahead, give us both a follow on Twitter first before we jump into the analysis. You can follow me at Real Joshua Giant. That's at Real Joshua Giant. You can follow Travis at Travis Mangone at Travis M A N. G-O-N-E. And uh, Travis, did you write the grind down today? Yep, did that. So uh, if you want to check that out, I'll tweet it out, and it'll be on the on the homepage, so check that out. And then, uh, yeah, Josh, I believe uh, we're, we're back full-time, right, on the weekend now, I guess you could say. Sundays, we're back for good. Uh, we'll be two days a week now going forward, correct? Oh, yeah, back in full swing, baby. We'll be back tomorrow, Saturdays and Sundays, giving you the full weekend grind, your full dose of weekend grindage. So you guys will be happy with that. I know that because we've been getting complaints about doing only the one day during NFL. So now back into the full swing of things for you guys. We'll see you guys again tomorrow. So make sure you tune in, have your subscriptions ready. Make sure you check when you wake up. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll start getting them out a little bit earlier for you guys now that we're doing both days. But, uh, yeah, for sure. Definitely excited about that. So uh, check out Travis's Grind Down, as he mentioned, on the main page here at Roto Grinders. Great content always by Travis. Really digs deep into the games and uh, very helpful stuff there. So, all right. So should we hop into the uh, the slate here, Travis? Yep, let's do it. All right. First game on the slate, we have the Orlando Magic in Indiana against the Pacers. 213.5 is the over-under, and the Pacers are a six-point home favorite. Supposed to be a close game. Decent total here, Travis. So I imagine there's got to be something, uh, you know, something to intrigue us here. Uh, Miles Turner still out, right, I believe? Um, Or is is he back? And like I think questionable uh, today. Uh, I, I there he sat yesterday. I think there's a chance he plays today. But I'm doing the analysis based on him not playing. That's kind of the approach I'm taking until I get word that he isn't. Yeah. So let's talk about someone here. Uh, let's start. We're gonna look at the Pacers side first of all. 
super revenge game here for Mr. Aldipo. I know that uh, it's been a while since he's been in Orlando, but uh, you know they really didn't treat him right over there. He always complained he wasn't getting enough time on the court. He wasn't playing enough. Now he gets a chance to play them in his new home in Indiana. I think he's going to put on a show for us. And the kid just has absolutely crazy usage on the court, one of the highest usage rates in the league. And uh, he should be out there chucking away and scoring some points. And with a total like this and 109.75 uh, as his team implied total, there's going to be some points scored. And I think a lot of it's going to come from Aldipo. So I, I think he's worth the hefty price tag today. Uh, he's actually one of my favorite plays on the slate uh, just for the narrative and you know the usage and the matchup. So, uh, Travis, what do you think here? Who, who, do you think that Aldipo is a top play? Oh, yeah. Victor, all of the depot today, right? Like uh, revenge narrative in full effect. We know how much he hates Orlando in his two games against Orlando this year. uh, 59.1 DK points is his average. He just goes absolutely nuts against them. Uh, and, And, you know, people might say, oh, small sample, blah, blah, blah. Like, dude, this guy basically went out there. He was remember when he was hurt for a little while. And then, like, he essentially rushed his way back to play the game against the Orlando and then sat the next game. Uh, essentially, he just wanted to get in that game. He's like, I'm playing that game against Orlando, and I'm going to show them what's up. Uh, that's what Oladipo likes to do. And you know against the Magic, he's going to come here to play. And with no Miles Turner, I mean, this is just like an, a huge opportunity for him to just, you know, have all the usage and just go absolutely off. Uh, you know, wasn't the wasn't the best play, I believe, yesterday. Uh, I'll pull up what he did yesterday just to double check. I believe, yeah, he only had 40.7 fantasy points. Not the greatest performance, right, uh, at that price tag. You kind of expect a little more. I mean, it's fine, but you want a little more out of him there. And maybe people don't want to go back to the well on him, but I, I love him in this spot. I feel like this is the spot where we get the 50 fantasy points. Uh, I'm going to play him. I think the only reason it can be difficult to maybe not play him is I think shooting guard is deeper than it normally is, especially for a six-game slate. So that's I, I get the argument for that, and if more value opens up, I can understand. But I'm – trying to go out of my way to pay for Oladipo. I, I try not to be like, yeah, I'm definitely playing this guy because, you know, things change and like value opens up and then you get forced on the guys, especially in your cash gains. But I really think Oladipo is a great spend up option on this lane. He's going to be a guy that I absolutely love. Another guy that cheap to like is uh, Darren Collison. If you can't get exposure to Oladipo on this lane, just do it for cheap through Collison. Collison just had a 50 point fantasy night against Cleveland. I'm sure there'll be high ownership on him. So I get in tournaments, maybe if you want to stay away, but I think he's a great cash game option for cheap. Uh, only 5,400 over on FanDuel, I believe it's 5,800 on DraftKings, somewhere in the $5,000 range. I mean, he's just a really good cash game play here against the Magic, who are ranked 30th against point guards. This is just a fantastic spot. Have to like Darren Collison here for me. Sabonis and Young, if there is no Miles Turner, right, they're good plays. I think they're fine plays uh, for cheap. And Eileen Sabonis, if you you make me pick one, that's my lean is Sabonis. But I think they're both solid options. And then Bojan Bogdanovic, again, it's the Magic, right? You can play anyone, I feel like, against them. All the five starters are normally in play. I think Bogdanovic for cheap is in play. If he's hitting his shots, he'll, you know, be a decent tournament value play. And then even Lance Stevenson, if the game, if you kind of think the game blows out in Indiana and just destroys them, Lance Stevenson gets some decent fourth quarter run. It could be an interesting tournament dart. But uh, yeah, I kind of talked about a lot of Pacers to like here, Josh. And again, I know you like the old deep. I'm sure you like some of the other guys I talked about, but I think there's good for good reason. We have to have a lot of it, you know, want to have a lot of exposure to Pacers here because of how bad Orlando is defensively. Yeah. Uh, just to throw one more thing out there for Aladipo, um, Orlando ranks 29th in the league at defending the shooting guard position. And also Aladipo in two games versus the magic this season, he averages 59.1 DraftKings points per game. So, I mean, it's there. He averages he averages basically 6x on his price tag per game in this matchup this season. And he did it twice. 
So uh, just just wanted to throw that out there. But um, but yeah, I, I agree. I think that you could get some cheaper exposure here too, like you said. Um, you know, I I don't know. I just I feel like outside of Aladipo, I'm not really too crazy interested though in any of the pacers because all that usage is really funneling through al depot so i'll just take the one-man show and and take it to go and that's what i'll do i'll just wrap him in but i'm definitely i'm definitely throwing him in my all of my lineups for sure like there's it's 100 percent al depot my, my uh night's gonna hinge on his success or failure so uh that's the way i'm looking at it now on the yeah, other I'm side i'm kind of lucky i'm not I'm kind of lucky I'm not playing cash games today, Josh, because I I do think there will be an argument for maybe playing shooting guards uh, instead uh, that are cheaper. I but again, like yeah, in tournaments I'm just mashing him in. I don't care. It's like I'm I'm living and dying by Oladipo today. I think find me someone with a better matchup who has a better track record in this matchup, specifically against this team. Um, you know, and and uh, maybe we could talk. But I mean, we're talking price per dollar. Guy's ninety, you know, ninety four hundred on Fanduel. Uh, DraftKings and 9900 on FanDuel, and he averages 60, you know, 60 fan- fantasy points per game. He did, you know, in two games. Oh, I, I get it. I love it. It's all the revenge. I get it. Uh, I do think it's like an interesting conversation, though. I think as like we go throughout, we'll we'll hit on some guys because uh, I just don't. I, I'm trying not to be lazy with it, right? And uh, it's again, it, you know, in tournaments, I just think he's an amazing player, and I'm going to load up on him. And even in cash games, I do think. The, it helps because I don't think there's a lot of spots really that we want to pay up on. Um, and I think it's like really on Fandles where we kind of run into that issue where it's like, there's just not a lot of pay up spots. So again, I, I think he's a great play. And I just do think that I just kind of making the argument for uh, there are cheap shooting guards. So like, like shooting guard is pretty loaded today, in my opinion. So we'll, we'll get to it though. Yeah, for sure. You know, and um you know, it, it it certainly just for me, you know, just feels like I, I get like sometimes you want to fade to get leverage on the field, but uh, this is not a fade spot. You know, this is not one of those times you get cute and you're like, oh, yeah, I'll just fade all Depot because everyone's playing all Depot. It's, it's I feel like you're going to be way behind the pack. Then you're passing up on potentially 60 to 70 fantasy points by doing that. So the upside's there. But, uh, yeah, let's go to the other side of the ball here. How about Orlando? Anyone that you're interested in here? Uh, yeah, man, Orlando, not so much. I think Biznak Biombo is a really good play because I just love targeting Indiana against centers, right? I love taking anyone who's anyone that's the center against Indiana normally eats. And I think this could be a massive Biombo spot, right? Uh, we've seen him in just like one quarter go for 25 fantasy points. He certainly has that, uh, in his bag. Uh, he can go for 40, 50. He can do that at that price. And that would just be a massive payoff. So I don't mind him here. It's just one of the best matchups you can get. So like him. A lot. Alfred Payton, I'm not going to play. I uh, just think there's point guard's kind of deep, too. I kind of like point guard. I just don't think I need to pay up for an Alfred Payton today in this spot. Uh, Aaron Gordon, I get it, but I just like other power forwards. I think there is upside here. I like the matchup. It's fine in tournaments, but I just think there's other power forwards I prefer instead. And then uh, Evan Fournier, again, he's a really good play, right? Like, I wouldn't sleep on him again. It's not the, you know, it's not the greatest matchup in the world, but the amount of usage he's seeing in the minutes, I mean, just really secure and he can easily, you know, five to six X that price tag. So uh, I think he's in that like player pool of shooting guards that are interesting on this slate and are pretty good. So uh, if I had to pick like a shoot, like, you know, one of my favorite plays on the magic, it's probably Biombo, And then right behind it is uh, Evan Fournier. Yeah. I think I agree with that. I think Bianca was a good play. And, yeah, Fournier for sure. His price has come down a little bit. So I uh, do like him. Wouldn't mind, you know, doing that correlation play here with the shooting guards playing Fournier and Al Depot uh, in, in the same game here, you know, in the same lineup. I think that would be an interesting roster construction, especially especially for tournaments. Let them uh, sh- shoot, you know, shoot each other out here. I think that uh, Fournier is going to get some extra shot attempts just because the, the pace of this game is going to be pretty up-tempo. 
So uh, I do like that. It just comes down to efficiency with him, right? So like if Fournier's sinking his shots, he gets more confident. He takes more. Uh, if he comes out cold, he usually just kind of, you know, he's he's a team player, Fournier. He doesn't really shoot to get into a rhythm. If he's, His rhythm's either, either there or it's not. And if it's not there, he kind of just starts passing the ball a lot more. So um, hopefully he comes out hot. And uh, if you have him in your lineup, you know, he'll, he'll, uh, he'll crush. Uh, anyone else here in this game you want to mention? Nah, we can move on to the next one. All right, let's go on to the next. We've got the Charlotte Hornets in Miami against the Heat. 204.5 is the over-under. Heat are a four-point favorite at home. Uh, you know, this is like a clash of the big men, right? We've got uh, Dwight Howard versus on Whiteside. Dwight having a real good reemergence here this season, just kind of like, you know, putting up some big numbers and reminding everyone uh, who D12 is. You know, he's, he's a big guy that could grab rebounds and, you know, crash that glass and, and put up points in the paint, and he's been doing that, so... Uh, you know, there, there might be some interest here in tournaments. Now, Whiteside's price, man, has, uh, you know, it, it's like there's a major there's a major difference here on the sites between um, his price. Like, he's 9K on FanDuel, but I think he's like 7.6 on DraftKings, right? Like, he's super cheap over there. Um, let me see. Hang on. I have it right here. Yeah, he's 7. Yeah, yeah Josh, you're right about that. It's 7.6. And also, Dwight Howard, he's 9.9 on FanDuel and 8K on DraftKings, which is just a crazy price difference. Uh, I'll kind of start talking about it real quick. I think, Howard, you just play him on uh, DraftKings, and I think he's a really great play over there. On FanDuel, I just don't think you can play him at that price. Sure, he could have upside. I get it, but I just don't think it's necessary on this late. And uh, center's kind of deep today, too, I believe. Uh, so, I don't know. I don't think I need to go that route. Same with Whiteside. I already like Dwight Howard for 400 more instead of Whiteside, so I'm just not playing Whiteside on DraftKings. I get it. 7,600 is appealing, but it's one of the toughest like matchups against centers in the league. Like I just don't think you need to go that route. Uh, I'd rather go with Dwight instead. So yeah, uh, give me Dwight Howard over him. I'm, I'll fade Hassan Whiteside uh, on this slate. Uh, what about what about the other plays, Josh? Is that is that kind of how you feel about Howard and Whiteside? What do you think about that? And then uh, what do you think of some other guys uh, in this game? I don't mind playing Whiteside on DraftKings in tournaments at 7.6. That just feels too cheap for the upside that he has. And I agree. Uh, I'm not playing Dwight on FanDuel, only on DraftKings. I think he's a great play on DraftKings. So that's pretty much the way that I'm going to handle that situation. Now, uh, is there any interest here for you um, maybe in like uh, – uh, Goran Dragic or you know like I just want to get this out there too like I don't play Kemba very much certainly don't play him on the road um, and I, I also don't like playing I pretty much never play point guards against the Heat because their defensive system is just so good at suppressing point guards and slowing down the pace and possessions and they do that very very well uh, Kemba's price tag on FanDuel is like a complete stay away but on DraftKings I think you can make a case to play him in tournaments at uh, 7.5 uh, I, I probably won't have any exposure to him but like I wouldn't fault you if in a tournament for 7.5 you want to load up Kemba because the upside is there even our RG projections have him scoring 38 fantasy points today on DraftKings at 7.5 and that's a pretty solid return so like if that's a guy you want to go after like I said don't hate it but me typically I usually just stay away from point cards against uh, the Heat and I don't really play uh, Kemba against no Kemba on the road but I don't know, man. It's just like, you know, maybe other people feel the same as me, and that will really suppress his uh, his ownership on the slate. If you get Kemba at like 4% at 7.5 on DraftKings, and he puts up like 40 DraftKings points, you're in a pretty good spot, right? Yeah, I don't think I'll get him at 7.5. I think enough people gravitate towards him because of recent performance. I mean, he's been really good. I, I get it. I'm just not playing, and there's just other point guards I already like. Uh, it's just there's there's too many point guards I already have interest in. I don't need to go that route, uh, so I'm just staying away from Kemba. I I get it though. I think on FanDuel he's, he's overpriced. I think on DraftKings. 
Uh, I get it at that price. It feels just really cheap. So I, I understand it. If you want to do it, go for it. It's not a play I'm going to do. Just I'm not going to attack the Miami Heat at point guards. I, I'm not going to start now. I don't ever really do that. So I will pass on that. Uh, not, not, not necessary for me. Uh, to take that approach, I get like Mike Kid Gilchrist and uh, and Marvin Williams. They're both really cheap and have been like doing very well. Like you know they they flash upside at that price. So if you want to like throw them in, you make like 150 lineups and you want to like throw like a dash of them in your lineups. I don't hate it, but uh, not a huge fan of it. I, I just really think it's like very simple. Like you play Dwight Howard on DraftKings, uh, you play Kemba on DraftKings, and that's kind of it. And uh, you know, it, it, and it's mainly if you want to, right? I don't think you have to, like, I think Dwight's a really elite play, but even Kemba, I don't think you need to play him. I just, this is just not one of my favorite games. Uh, what about you? Anything else on Charlotte? Or you want to talk, start talking about the Heat a little more? Yeah, let's start talking about the Heat. I, I, I mean, I just don't think that there's enough floor or upside on this. You know, I've, se- I've been seeing people play Batum. He's become more popular, but again, I don't really like playing. Like, there, you know, There's just better plays on the slate, Josh. It's it's kind of simple. you know. It's one of those games. Yeah, save time. There you go. Boom. Let's move on to the Heat. Uh, on the Heat side, uh, maybe Richardson I might have some interest in um, just because you know, he's, uh, he's getting the minutes, and his price tag is still pretty fair, and he fills a void, especially on a site like FanDuel where you have to play two small forwards, and sometimes small forward could be a bit of a wasteland, right? So... Um, you know, he's kind of, you plug him in, he gets 30 minutes and breaks that 20 fantasy point barrier for you. And he's, you know, never really priced too out of hand. Like he's, you know, 6.2 K on DraftKings. And that's, you know, that's not a bad asking point for him over there. And on uh FanDuel again for 6.5. So, I mean, he's like in cash games, I think, uh, Richardson's a pretty safe play, nice mid range play. And I think that he'll do fine against Charlotte. So I don't have any, interest, uh, I don't have any uh, issue with that there, but, um, like I said, white side in tournaments on DraftKings. Not really interested in chasing like James Johnson or or any of the point guards here on the Heat. I think that uh, there's better plays on the slate there. So that's my take on the Heat. How about you? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not playing Drogic. Tyler. Like the key was Tyler Johnson. I thought like maybe Wayne Ellington would come and in, become interesting because, uh, you know, if Tyler Johnson's out, that helps Wayne Ellington a little bit. I thought he'd be an interesting value again. Not not one of my favorite shooting guards in the slate, but just another one that enters the conversation. But he's expected to play now. So with Tyler Johnson expected to play, that's going to hurt Drogic too. Uh, that just hurts everyone, right? Even Josh Richardson that hurts at that price. I don't know. I think I'm staying away now. I kind of, you know, I was very, uh, I was very like, I guess, I don't know. I was really interested in him at that price uh, because of the matchup. The matchup uh, was very key. It just, you know, Charlotte is really bad against uh, small forwards. So I really liked going Josh Richardson there, but it just, that price tag always made me cringe. Right. I, I know he's been really good recently. If you look at the game logs, just looks so super safe, but especially with Tyler Johnson coming back, I'm kind of happy is because now I can just really just, 100% just fade the heat. I'm done with them, and I'm just going to move on to the next game because it's just not necessary. They're all too priced up now. They're priced up with Tyler Johnson being out, so I'm, I'm done with that. No heat for me. I'll move on. All right, on to the next game on the slate. We've got the Washington Wizards in Atlanta against the Hawks. 213 is the game total. The Wizards are a six-point road favorite, but Travis, we just kind of got like breaks, you know, uh, slate-breaking news here on John Wall not playing on this slate, which is going to open up a ton of value. Uh, we were discussing this before. You know, wh- whoever the starter is in his place, whether it be Tim Frazier or uh, Sadoransky, I-, I think that the play is now going to be just go to Bradley Beal, right? 
Yeah, so again, I thought Bradley Beal was a good play at the start, like even with the wall in, but now with wall out, I mean, again, another reason why, uh, you know, things might change with Oladipo. Maybe we don't want to pay that much for him. Again, I love him on this slate. He's a great play, and I'm probably jamming him in, but uh, man, Bradley Beal is a fantastic play for, you know, 1800 cheaper. Like, it's just uh, someone that uh, feels like a must play now at this point against the Atlanta Hawks. So, Bradley Beal's a guy definitely wanting exposure on the slate. Going to love him a lot. Otto Porter, too, right? The Hawks are ranked, uh, you know, I think it's like bottom three against small forwards. I forget where they're exactly at, but they're not good at covering small forwards. And Otto Porter now, I could absolutely eat here in this spot. I like him. Definitely a huge fan. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Otto Porter is someone that I would definitely uh, make sure to get exposure to, especially at small forward. I think it's a great play. Uh, so, yeah, like him. Markeith Morris now, he gets a little bit of a bump, too, right? Uh, everyone's just going to gain some usage. And I think Markeith Morris, he's just too cheap for the upside that he can have at that price tag. So, I like him. He, he was kind of more of just a tournament play for me. But now I think he starts entering the cash game conversation. Uh, and then I won't play Gortat, though. No need to play him now. I just think it's unnecessary. I wasn't going to play him before. not going to play him now. Those are the main guys I'm looking at. And then Kelly Oubre will see a decent amount of usage if you want to get a little, like, you know, a little out there and different. But I think that's just going a little too far. Uh, but I, I get it. I think he's a, I think he's a really interesting tournament play, so I don't hate that. But again, man, this, slate, this slate is pretty loaded for a six-game slate, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm doubling down, man. I'm going double meet with Aldipo and Bradley Beal for sure now. Um, that's that's the way that I'm going to go. Uh, now, if we look at the court IQ here on Road Grinders and we take Wall off of the court this season, we could go ahead and look at the usage bump and uh, where, where all the usage falls. So I'm going to go ahead and do that right now. Um, yeah, does Udre get a bump? I believe he does. I was going to pull it up, but I'm like pretty sure he does. I'm glad okay, you're pulling so it up now, right, So looking at it right now, with Wolf the court this season, Bradley Beal, 34.7% usage rate with 1.11 fantasy points per minute. He gets by far the most usage on the team by 10%. Next up is Kelly Oubre at 24%. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Um, now, the so the massive bump is going to go to Bradley Beal uh, with a 4.7% overall usage bump. And uh, like I said, leads the team usage by 10% in this mark. And we also look at the games um, where the Wizards played Atlanta this season. In two games, he averages 39.3 DraftKings points in 31 minutes on the court, so averaging well over a point per minute in this matchup. Now gets the extra boost with Wall out. And Atlanta, we know, cannot defend guards to save their lives, ranked 30th in the league at defending opposing guards. So, I mean, really, just lock in Aldipo and Bradley Beal for me on FanDuel, where you have to play two point uh, two shooting guards. And I'll probably find a way to get them both in on DraftKings, too. These guys are going to be monsters today. We've seen Bradley Beal let us down in this spot before, but I don't think that uh, I don't think it's going to happen against the Hawks. I think you kind of just have to play them and eat the chalk there. Now, like you said, uh, Otto Porter is a guy that you could consider. For me... Uh, I'm not going to chase uh, Porter too much. I'm just not really a big out of Porter guy. He does get a 4.4% usage bump, but that only results in a 0.08 fantasy point per minute tick up. So not really going to go chasing that. Uh, Morris, though, still in play for me. Markeith Morris, I think he's a guy that we want to target here. Still underpriced. 5K on FanDuel, 5.3 on DraftKings. I think we'll get a nice 5X return from him. Now... With that being said, Travis, talking about the Wizards, no interest in Gortat for me either. Just wanted to point that out. Not going to uh, chase the bad value of whoever uh, spot starts a point guard. But the Atlanta Hawks side now, uh, do we give Shodare a bump on the slate now that he's going to get like Sadoransky or, or Frazier or whoever they throw out there at him? Uh, you know, he's probably going to end up with a pretty pretty uh, plus matchup now, right? So do we play Shodare at 7.2 on DraftKings now? 
Yeah, I mean, I already like Schroeder at first. I think it's a good spot for him. Uh, it's just that price tag is too cheap at 7-2 for what he can do, right? Like, just, uh, you know, it, again, like, I hate, like, sometimes it sounds lazy saying it, but, like, it is what you get, right? So, like, this is what I mean. Like, he's averaging 35.1 fantasy points per game, and he's 7,200. That's basically 5x on his price tag. That's his average, right? Uh, and I could see a nice ceiling game out of uh, Schroeder. People want to make fun of the Hawks, right? They're not that good of a basketball team. I, I 100% get it. But uh, if I told you the Hawks had won uh, four of their last 10 games, Josh, you would kind of be impressed with that, right? Because it's a Hawks team that only has 14 wins. They're playing a lot better basketball. Uh, I kind of thought they had a chance to possibly win this game because the Wizards are really good at playing down in their competition. Uh, with Wall out, man, I really think it's a good idea. Like, uh, you know, to say the, say the Hawks, I believe they were six you know, they were six point underdogs at the time and I wouldn't mind smashing the money line on them and uh, hoping they can kind of pull out a home victory here against the wizards without John wall. I wouldn't be surprised if they pulled it off. Uh, again, it's not something I'm doing, but I, I don't hate it. Like I just, the Hawks are playing a lot better basketball, so I, I don't mind it here. I think the Hawks are definitely going to compete. I think Schroeder is a good play. Uh, one of my favorite plays. And again, another reason why I like shooting guard today, Josh is uh 5,200 for Kent Bazemore. That's crazy. Like Ken Bazemore seems like he's always like safe, like worst case scenario, he gets you 20, right? That's what it kind of feels like. And this is just a great game environment, the back and forth game. Now with no John Wall, especially it'll probably get a little sloppy. Uh, I just love, uh, I love Ken Bazemore here in this spot, that 5,200 price tag on DraftKings, 5,300 on FanDuel. I mean, he has 40 point upside. I, I, again, like I know that uh, a guy like Oladipo could get you 50. Uh, he can get you even 55, you know, Bradley Beal could get you 45, 50, right? Oli will even get you like 45, but man, Bazemore can get you 40 here in this spot. Uh, I would not be surprised. I like him a lot. I want to get exposure to him in tournaments. I also think he's a really interesting cash game option too. So Kent Bazemore is probably one of my favorite plays in this game. Another guy I want to talk about is uh, Torian Prince. And if you don't want to get exposure through the, you know, uh, if you don't want to get exposure to the Hawks through uh, Schroeder or Bazemore, don't mind doing it through Torian Prince. Reason why. Uh, so he dislocated his finger on, uh, I believe it was January 7th. And uh, he had a couple of good games after that. But like the quote I kind of read on it was he said is it kind of feels like a car crash. At first you're okay. But then as the days get on, you get like more and more, uh, you know, you feel more and more pain. Basically, that was kind of the quote I saw. So he heard it on the 7th and he had two good games on the 8th and the 10th. But then against Brooklyn, you know, shot 0 for 4. San Antonio, 1 for 5. Uh, Pelicans three for nine. Uh, and then against the, uh, again, yeah, again, against the bulls, he shot, uh, you know, three for six or whatever. He had like t average 10 fantasy points per game over that four game span. I mean, he was not good in those games. Then the next three games, six for 11, one for three, six for 13. I mean, just, you know, that one for three game outlier 13 minutes. Don't really know what happened in that game, but he had 25 minutes in the other 31 minutes and then had almost 30 fantasy points. This is a great spot for him against a wizards team. That is really not good at covering small forwards. I think this is a really good Torian Prince spot buying low on his price tag. Uh, so yeah, he's a guy I think you can get, if you don't want to go through Shorter or Baysmore, I think it's a great way to get exposure to the Hawks. I think he can be on the winning GVP lineup, right? Uh, small forward position where I don't think we need to pay up today. So you can mix and match a lot of these guys that are cheap. Like, just go with Torian Prince, right? I think it's not a bad option. And, and I might even pivot from uh, the exposure I had on Bazemore. I might pivot it over to Prince instead because I like so many shooting guards. So, uh, again, I, I really think he's an interesting option. Uh, I think the last two weeks, I, I kind of wrote this in my grind. Now, last two weeks, I liked, uh, you know, Ingles and Carroll, and they both got me 30 fantasy point games. And I said, ah, I think Bazemore could be the guy that does that today. But now I'm thinking it could be Torian Prince. One of those two guys I, I definitely am going to want to get exposure to on this slate for sure. Yeah, you know, my only concern with the Hawks when it comes to guys like Bazemore and Prince is the minutes. Uh, if you look at their game logs, you just kind of see a fluctuation in minutes. 
you know, they do both have upside. If you look at the two matchups uh, that they've played against Washington this season, Bazemore, 25 DraftKings points in 25 minutes. Torian Prince, uh, 31 DraftKings points per game in 32 minutes on the court. So both, you know, fantasy point per minute guys, as long as they get the minutes. And if that's there, I mean, if you're telling me Torian Prince is going to get 30 minutes at 4,600 in this matchup, uh, I'm going to take it every time. But Schroeder is probably the guy that I'm most interested in in Atlanta that I would target the most. And, you know, with Wall being out, we, we're definitely going to see a line shift. You know, we're going to see this game be a bit closer now because Wall is a significant part of the offense for Washington. It's really going to fall on Beal's shoulders now. And uh, one more thing I just wanted to emphasize about Markeith Morris is that Atlanta ranking 26th in the league at overall rebounding this season, having a makeshift front court just because of all the injuries they've had to endure. And Markeith, 9, 8, and 9 rebounds in the last three games. Certainly a guy I want exposure to at his price tag. But for me, I think the highlights of this game now for me are going to be Beal, Markeith Morris and Schroeder, if I had to pick the three top plays from this game. And I do like Bazemore and Prince, but more just for tournaments, just because the fluctuation of minutes. Uh, who would your top three from this game be, Travis? Oh, man, that's tough. Uh, Bradley Beal's definitely one. Um, I think he's my number one for sure. Uh, it's just, man, it's tough. Like, Kelly Oubre is, is in such a good spot. We saw this earlier in the season. He absolutely dominated. Um, I think he's a really good value play. I like Prince. I like Bazemore. Uh I don't know. I, I'm definitely tempering my expectations on Schroeder because I do think that point guard is pretty deep today, and there I don't think it's a spot where I really want to pay for him. So I don't know. He's kind of like looking on the outside in for me now. But I'm really looking at those kind of like mid, uh, you know, value plays, right? And even like a Porter, like kind of like the mid 5K uh, to 4K range and even like 6K. Those are those guys like the Markeith Morrises. I think they're all just great guys that you can fill throughout your lineups because I think so, like, you know, someone's going to do well and I want to get exposure to them. So I think they're great just filler plays, you know, when you build the team and, you know, you got to fill the last couple spots. I think those are great guys just to fill within your lineups and then just like obviously get Bradley Beal in there. But that's kind of my take. I know you told me to take my top three, but I think that's the way I would approach uh, this game. Yeah. All right. Cool. So let's move on to the next game on the slate. Now, this is an interesting one. We've got the Boston Celtics in Golden State against the Warriors. 222 is the game total. The Warriors are massive nine point home favorites here in this game. Now, this is interesting, like I said, because Golden State, one of the fastest paced uh, playing teams in the league. Boston Celtics, one of the slowest paced uh playing teams in the league. I think we're going to kind of see this tempo of this game fall somewhere in the middle. The Celtics have been surprisingly excellent uh, on the defensive end this season, even without Hayward and just having to adjust with all these young guys. They've done a very good job at defending opposing teams. So no one here really with an like outstanding matchup. But with that being said, there's 115 implied points on the Warriors' side. So that's something that we're probably going to want to get a piece of just for the raw points being there. Where we go is, you know, that's that's what the question is. Uh, Kevin Durant, we should just mention, is you know, he's uh, questionable. Travis, you said that you don't think it's anything serious before we started recording. So just something to, to monitor, though, that he has that uh, tag on the injury report. But uh, it's just an interesting spot. There's one guy severely underpriced on the Warrior side, and I'll let you talk about that, Travis, because you were pointing that out earlier to me. Uh, tell me who you're talking about there that's underpriced here on the Warriors. Uh, on the Warriors that are, sorry, I, I zoned out. I was looking at stuff on Twitter. What'd you say, Josh? Uh, guys that are underpriced? You mentioned one guy in the Golden State side that's severely underpriced that you felt like was kind of like you have to lock him in in cash. So I want you to talk about him. Oh, um, yeah. So it's like the slate changes though. Right. And now it's like, who knows? Uh, I, I, the guy, oh, I see. I was thinking Draymond Green. I like him a lot, but, um, 
yeah, Clay Thompson on DraftKings. We did talk about that before the show. So my, my mind is now uh, kind of refreshed on that. But uh, yeah, you're right. Like, I don't know if I'm locking him in cash. That's kind of one of the issues because, dude, I really don't want to play like, uh, I really don't want to play Clay Thompson, right? Like, I already like all these good shooting guards on this slate. I get it on DK, right? You can play all these different plays. But like, now that Bradley Beal's in play, uh, we already like all the depot. But again, like, the price tag on Clay Thompson is 6,100. Uh, it's also a really tough matchup. It's the best team at defending, uh, you know, basically one of the best defensive teams in the league. And on top of that, they are one of the best, uh, you know, defensive teams at covering the three-point line. So uh, Clay Thompson can disappoint, right, against Houston, 15.25 fantasy points in 37 minutes. Against the Knicks, 17.5 fantasy points in 34 minutes. And I'm sure he was up against Courtney Lee, who's been uh, really good defensively recently. So I get the price tag is cheap. I think I'm fading, especially with this Bradley Beal news. Uh, before the Bradley Beal news, I was still like, oh, the price is cheap. I feel like I kind of have to play him. I think I'm fading him, and I think I'm perfectly okay with it. Uh, I get it right. Then the game before against Minnesota, 41.75. But uh, I just got to hope he's not hitting his shots, and it's a slower-paced game, less shot opportunities, less opportunities for you know those rebounds, steals, blocks, and assists. Uh, again, the, the Warriors dictate the pace, but you know those, the the Celtics will slow it down at times where it is going to be less opportunities for them. Maybe those couple uh, less opportunities will help. But again, that price tag, 6100, it's something that has to be has to be mentioned and has to be talked about. So Clay Thompson is someone you have to obviously consider on the slate, but. I don't know. I think I'm just going to kind of kick him out. And I'm mainly playing tournament stay, and that's that's kind of what I'm thinking. I really like Draymond Green. If you have the money to spend for him, he's been really good against the Celtics in the past. And we know the way to attack the Celtics is at the uh, you know power forward position or center position. They just struggle against them. So he's my favorite option. Reason why is just the upside he has at that price compared to a guy like a Durant and a Curry. Curry's going to be in a tough matchup. One reason I don't like Curry today is because Curry is going, you know, he's been shooting um, lights out since he came back from his injury. He's been shooting, I believe, like uh, 0.490% from the three-point line. And uh, that's way way above his uh, season average. And now he's getting probably the hardest matchup in the league against, uh, you know, the three-point line. Uh, one of the best defensive teams in the league. Less shot, shot opportunities, too. I already like a ton of point guards already on this slate. Why am I going to play Steph Curry here? I know the price is cheap on FanDuel. It's a little priced up on DraftKings. I just think it's a really good fade spot. And just kind of hope variance is in your favor on the shooting today and just a really tough matchup. Again, it's Steph Curry. Matchup proof could go lights out. But I think fading those two shooters is a great idea. Idea. I, I already talked about why I like Draymond. I kind of, you know, veered off from that one on a Curry ramp, but I just think Draymond is the best option if you're, you know, for a point per dollar perspective. And I know we're going to like a lot of Celtics in this game. If you're looking for anyone to run it back with, that's the guy I want to run it back with. Uh, Kevin Durant, I'm not paying up for him at this time on this slate. If, you know, injury news comes in and changes and then I have the money to spend on him in my last spot. Sure, I, I don't hate playing Kevin Durant, but I really don't think it's an amazing matchup for him or anything like that. He'll have to deal with Jalen Brown and Tatum, I'm sure, on defense. And they're young guys, and I know Kevin Durant, again, matchup-proof type guy, but Jalen Brown has proven against a guy like LeBron. He's played pretty good defense. Again, this is sticking Kevin Durant, right? He's amazing. Uh, he's, you know, number two in the league. I'm not saying Jalen Brown is going to, like, lock him down or anything like that, but uh, I just think the way the prices are dictated on the slate and the way it's kind of going for me, I just don't think I need to pay for Kevin Durant. It's simply that that's the reason. Uh, sure, if it was, like, an amazing matchup i'd want to target it but it's just not one of those amazing matchups uh, other than that i'm not going to play many of those bench guys josh and that's kind of my whole uh you know mishmash warriors rant that i just gave you what do you think of the warriors yeah it's just tough for me you know because i was looking at this game total this implied total on the warrior side and the war uh, the celtics are very good defensively this season as i said and playing very down pace so seeing that 115 implied team total you know it's just interesting for me i thought that maybe we'd see a bit lower of a total on this game 
uh, it's just tough for me with the Warriors. I think there's just so much usage that's spread around. And um, outside of Clay Thompson, maybe in a tournament at 6.1 on DraftKings, as you mentioned, with the slate changing now with uh, the John Wall news, I don't know if I'm really chasing anyone on, on that side of the ball. It's kind of tough, you know, because it's like you want to play these guys um, in this matchup, right? But, uh, you know, because the, the, the total is there and you want to get a piece of that total. But I just don't know where I would want to go. Everyone's so expensive besides Thompson. So uh, it's kind of a difficult spot. Uh, then you go to the Celtics, you know, and again, um, the only guy I'd really consider strongly on the Celtics side would be Kyrie Irving, uh, just because he, you know, it's a great matchup against point guards against the Warriors and Irving versus Curry. He's going to take this very seriously, you know, wants to kind of like keep proving that he's the best when he plays the best. So I do like Kyrie Irving, uh, you know, a fair amount here on this slate, but. I don't know. I'm having a tough time pinpointing where I want to go here. You know what I mean? And let's not leave out the fact that it's almost a 10-point spread, too. So there's definitely blow-up potential on the Warrior side at home here against the Celtics. Uh, I just have a hard time feeling out this game. I don't know about you, Travis, but that's where I am right now. Oh, I want all the Celtics here, man. They are just underpriced. Marcus Smart is out. Uh, you know, he punched, a, he punched a picture frame in the hotel, and he's out for two weeks now. And all the Celtics are underpriced. The price tags are just ridiculous around the industry. Uh, it's just, I mean, Kyrie Irving, I, I like him a lot in this spot. I'm a big fan of him. His price tag is uh, fair, though, Eight, you know, 8700 I think he's going to have a pretty big game. You know, has that, like, safe floor. Uh, he's been one of the safest plays at point guard. You know, it seems like just like he always feels like he's going to get you some type of production. It just seems like that ceiling game is not always there. I think this could be the ceiling game. Uh, I like Terry Rozier, too, with no Marcus Smart. I mean, he's just a fantastic screaming value play on this slate. I'm going to be all over Terry Rozier. I think he's someone that I definitely want to play. Uh, on top of that, definitely have to like, uh, you know, Jalen Brown, too. Uh, he, he's just way too cheap. Uh, he's at uh, 5300 on FanDuel. Jason Tatum's at $5,000 on, on FanDuel. Those price tags are just insane for a, a giant pace boost game. I mean, this is the 20th uh, ranked pace team in the league going against one of the fastest pace team so just i love these price tags on these guys it's like all the celtics for me it just you know it's not normally one of the most fun rosters but i'm going to be loading up on them i think marcus morris even has upside at his price if he gets going you know he, he and he fits this game style really well too so i think he's a good play al horford i don't like him on DraftKings because mainly the difference in price between him on fandle on fandle he's only 6700 i love that price tag it's an incredible price on him uh you know, on FanDuel, like you got a guy like Dwight Howard, he's 9,900, right? On FanDuel, then Al Horford is 6,700. That's a huge price gap. On DraftKings, you have a price gap of Al Horford 7,100 and then Dwight Howard's 8,000. I'll just try and find the money on DraftKings for Dwight Howard instead. Uh, but that price is just too cheap on FanDuel for Al, for Al Horford. I think he's one of my favorite cash games, game options. There's again, there's another, like, you know, there's a lot of centers to like here on this slate. Like, I like Horford. I like Biombo. We haven't gotten a joke at who's a good play. And Jared Allen's an interesting value uh, who's been getting minutes. And then Carl Anthony Towns, uh, if there's no Jimmy Butler. I mean, center's really good on this slate for sure, but I really think Al Horford on FanDuel is just way too cheap. Uh, again, like I said, I just think all these guys are too cheap for the matchup they're in. So I'm going to be loading up on Warriors, mixing and matching them. Uh, it's kind of hard to, for me to tell you, you know, which one's my favorite, but I'm just kind of mixing them throughout my lineups. And it just depends on uh, kind of jamming in other guys that are more priorities, like a Bradley Beal, who's now a priority, and kind of waiting throughout the day to see how the value kind of uh, shakes up. One last note, 
on the Celtic side of the ball of a really contrarian tournament option that I think no one is going to play. And uh, for good reason, right? Because this guy I'm going to mention, you guys are probably going to come at me on Twitter and say I'm an idiot for it or something. Or, you know, people are going to say this is like the craziest thing probably. But I like Shane Larkin. Uh, again, this is a pretty nice slate. And it sounds gross saying you're liking Shane Larkin. But this is strictly like a $6 tournament play, right? Uh, just want a super contrarian option. And the reason why, uh, Brad, you know, from the Celtics Twitter account, and I, I tweeted it out. So if you want to check my timeline, it's there. Brad Stevens singled out Shane Larkin as a player who will have a great opportunity tomorrow night against the Golden State Warriors. Like if the coach is going to say that, I need to trust the coach. On top of that, people might say, oh, last time out when uh, Marcus Smart was out there, Shane Larkin was terrible. He had 12.5 fantasy points. Yeah, he didn't have a good game, but he shot two for nine. He played 23 minutes. The minutes were there. The shot attempts were there. I think it's a really contrarian option. I think it's more of a DraftKings play than a FanDuel play. So uh, that's where I'm going to play him. I'm going to throw a dart on Shane Larkin, uh, Josh. I've, 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 I've made a stand. He's going to be on at least one of my low-dollar teams. And again, if you're playing like 30 lineups in one of the low-dollar contests, you only need like one or two shares to be over the weight on the field on him. So I'm not saying this is a play we're going to go crazy with, but I think it's a really interesting option. So now that I've talked about Shane Larkin for uh, way too long, uh, I think the Celtics, though, they're they're a team you want to mash in today, Josh. You want to get a ton of exposure because I just think they're underpriced. I do think Marcus Morris is in a good spot, as you said, fits the mold well. And I don't like that. Uh, I don't hate that uh, Shane Larkin uh, tournament dart option. I think that's pretty interesting there. So uh, if you had to pick two guys from the Warriors and two guys from the Celtics, do that right now before we move on. Uh, that's tough because it's really like, it's really site dependent in my opinion, like on, on FanDuel specifically, Terry Rozier, right? He's a guy that you're going to want to play at that price tag. It's just too cheap and he's going to get the minutes. Uh, so he's a guy on FanDuel. I definitely like, and I think you need to get in there. I think it just really depends on how like the slate kind of shakes up. I think like, uh, how all Horford will be my other one on FanDuel. I'll give you, uh, on DraftKings specifically, um, you know, let me look and pull it up here. Uh, just trying to look at some things. I mean, I don't know. DraftKings, it just depends on the price and how things fit out. I haven't built a ton on DraftKings. I built a lot more on FanDuel. But, like, I just want to stress, like, playing Celtics is not normally the most fun thing. But I think it's going to be a fun thing to do today because of their price tags. Again, we're not trying to pit, like, five of them in our lineup or anything like that. But I, I want to get exposure to them for sure on the slate. On the Warrior side, it's, I mean, it's clay on DraftKings, right? I, I get it. The price is cheap. But I kind of think Draymond Green is my guy. Like, I've really just taken... I've taken a stand and been like, if I'm playing one warrior, you know, I'm say I'm playing three Celtics and I need to run it back with a warrior. I'm running it back with Draymond Green. I get if you want to run it back with a cheap Clay Thompson, go for it. Uh, you can make an argument for any of these guys because they're all all stars. They're all great players. But uh, for me, it's Draymond Green is the guy on the Warriors that I've kind of uh, taken a stand with right now. All right. So for me, it's going to be um, Kyrie and Marcus Morris. And on the Golden State side, it would be. Curry and Draymond on FanDuel and on DraftKings, it would be Clay Thompson and Draymond. All right, so. And Josh, I also want to mention, I I, I think Thomas Senarensky, I know you talked about him earlier. I, I think we kind of, maybe me more so, I know you liked him. I think I kind of like uh, 
pushed him aside a little bit. I think he's better, better play on like DraftKings than FanDuel. Uh, just hard to play him over on FanDuel, uh, in my opinion, with like a guy like Roger there. But I do think he's in consideration because like there's just so much flexibility over there. And again, I built a lot more on FanDuel so far. So I kind of was behind on that. And I just kind of looked at some things and I was like, eh, we pro- I probably should consider him more over there. So I just want to kind of note that, that he's another value play to obviously consider for sure. Yeah, with their format, the positional flexibility at 3,500, he really does open up a lot of doors for you roster construction-wise. So uh, yeah. just, you know, he's, he's a viable option at 3,500. You know, for sure, especially with him probably getting the start. Um, so, yeah, uh, let's move on to the next game now. We have the Dallas Mavericks in Denver against the Nuggets. The Nuggets are a seven-point home favorite. 210 is the game total. Oh, man. Uh, it's like you kind of want to like this game, right? But uh, but what, what could you like here? So I'm going to let you uh, kind of take the lead on this one here, Travis. Where are we looking? Uh, did you just say the Nuggets and the Ma- Mavericks? Is that the game we're on already? This game is not 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 one I love. Uh, I think on the Mavericks side, it's Dennis Smith Jr. Right? Uh, it's just he's a fine play. He's another one of those point guards like on this slate. We know to target the Nuggets through the point guard position. That's the guy I go with, but that's it. I'm probably not playing him though. Like he's not a guy that's making my roster construction. But if you want to play him, I get it. Like if someone's listening and they said, "Oh, I have interest in Dennis Smith Jr. and they've already had him in their lineups," I wouldn't tell you to take him out, but I'll tell you to take out all the other guys. Like I just don't think you need to play the other guys. I get Harrison Barnes is kind of safe, but I just don't think it's the right slate for him. Uh, I just think you know, fade all the Mavericks for the most part, and maybe Dennis Smith Jr. Uh, on the Nuggets side of the ball, it's really Jokic, right? The Mavericks struggle against uh, centers. Jokic had a massive game against them uh, the last time out. He went for, uh, I believe it was 67 fantasy points. But let me double check and make sure. It was a massive game, though. We know Dallas struggles uh, at rebounding against opposing centers, so it's a great spot for him. Yeah, he had 67 DK points. I'm not saying he's getting 67 again here. Uh, he's 8,900. He's definitely definitely getting a little pricey, but that's still pretty cheap for for the Joker, right? Uh, and I think it's a good spot for him. I think we could see like a you know between like 40 to you know 50 type fantasy point game with obviously a ceiling. It's just a really good spot for him. So also he he averages you know four more fantasy points at home than rather on the road. So this is a good spot for him, right? Uh, just home, more comfortable environment. Uh, so yeah, the Joker is definitely uh, my favorite Nuggets play. I don't mind Will Barton because of his cheap price tag on draft. And like Jamal Murray too, he, when he gets going, he can have a massive game that, you know, but interested in those guys. I just think there's better plays already at the point guard and shooting guard position. So I don't think I'm going that route today. Yeah. You didn't enter. You didn't uh, mention Max Kleber. You have no Max Kleber interest. No, dude. Oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have not played that guy all year and I don't think I'll start now. Yeah. Dennis Smith Jr. For sure is definitely in play for me. I think Harrison Barnes is a guy we could look at just because. You know, he kind of plays like a guard, even though he's a small forward, you know, and a power forward stretching sometimes the four, but he has kind of like a guard playing style as far as like just finding open jump shots and whatnot. And we know that the Nuggets struggle against mid-range jump shots, outside jump shots. You know, they just have a hard time. Um, they're very good in the paint, you know, second in the league at overall rebounding. I just want to point that out. So they do, they do protect the glass pretty well. Uh, but as far as defending outside shots, uh, I think that gives opportunities for a guy like Harrison Barnes here. Uh, certainly would consider him in tournaments. Um, in cash games, Dennis Smith Jr. is probably the only guy in the Mavs I would be considering in cash. On the Nuggets side of the ball, uh, you know, I like, I want to like Will Barton. You know, like Will Barton's the guy I want to like. We also saw Plumlee kind of just make a, a kind of reemergence here. We haven't really seen him do much since his days in uh, and when he was on the Nets. You know, so he hasn't really... He's been popping up as a backup here and there, getting hurt and whatnot. Uh, is Plumlee the guy you want to chase again here, Travis? 
Uh, I, I get it. I think he's fine. He's, he's, you know, if you're making 150 lineup, sure, get a little bit of exposure, but uh, I don't know, man. It's just like this slate's too good to be playing him and like dealing with Mike Malone. Like, I don't want to deal with him on this slate. Like, I get Will Barton's fine, but I already like a ton of shooting guards. I think he like enters the mix because that price is just too cheap on DraftKings, but I'm probably not playing him. Uh, I just, um, I, again, I, I also am not like a, you know, a massive amount of like uh lineup guy. I play like one or two lineups on each site, normally put them in my cash games and make like a tournament lineup and kind of load up on it and call it a day. But uh yeah, I'm only playing like one or two tournament teams on each site. So, you know, I, I don't have all these roster spots to be able to get exposure to him. So I don't think that's happening for me. No Will Bark for me. Yeah, it was just interesting. We see like kind of the extremes of both sides with Denver being second in the league at overall rebounding. We got Dallas at 30th in the league at overall rebounding. So the boards are going to belong to Denver in this game, right? So I I just, I feel like some rebounders here on the Denver side wouldn't be a bad idea to get some exposure to. Probably Jokic is the guy you want to get the exposure to, though. You know, it's just hard finding finding um, ways to jam all these guys that you really like in now. Yeah, it's it's going it's going cheap at point guard, man. That's got kind of like the uh, you know the That's meta the today. I think. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the I think it's the route people are going to go, like getting the Rogiers, the Sinarenskis, you know. Then you pay up at shooting guard. Uh, I think that's people are going to mess with that. Also, in our next game too, we got like a Jeff T. Like there's guys down there, Darren Collison. There's cheap point guards to go to, and uh, at the top, right there's Kyrie. Uh, and then, like, just other guys you don't really want to play. So it, I think it's that's going to be the way to go. Like, people might go with Dennis Smith Jr., like, more of the mid-range. It's just going to be – people aren't going to be paying up at point guard uh, unless it's for Kyrie kind of. So I think that's going to help uh, kind of give us some value. And same with power forward, too. There's some really cheap options. There's not a lot of pay-up options there. Same with small forward, too. So I think that's going to kind of be the way it shakes up. And we're going to be able to pay up at, at center tonight. Yeah, you know, and, and Jokic is a great play. He, he does have the potential anytime to be the highest-scoring player on the slate. Um, you know, just the question is, is the priority there to get him into your lineups? And if you don't like, we haven't really talked much about a lot of centers so far on the slate. I don't know if you noticed that, but we really haven't talked about centers that we've loved so far. So Jokic might have to be in the guy, right? Unless uh, there's someone in the next game that you really like. So with that, we will move on to the last game of the slate. We've got the Brooklyn Nets in Minnesota against the T-Wolves. 215 is the game total. T-Wolves are a 10-point home favorite. Jimmy Butler, uh, you know, he's questionable we were talking about this earlier too travis before the show not sure if this is like a priority spot for you know minnesota to be like we have to roll butler out here against the nets they could totally beat the nets without butler right so if they sit him again it really makes for an interesting spot for a guy like wiggins uh against a team like the nets who really struggle to defend the wings and shooters so um just you know, there's there's some there's some interesting stuff here going on in this game. Just like want to point out too that the T Wolves minus six fifty on the money line, and for you non educated sports gamblers out there, that means that you'd have to bet six hundred and fifty dollars to win back a hundred dollars. Um, you know, on the T Wolves, that's how heavy of a favorite they are here. So um, they really are fully expected to win this game and and you know win it by leaps and bounds. So uh, do we want to do we still want to target guys here? Uh, you know, if Butler's in, that's the question. Are we preparing as if Butler's in or as if Butler's out? We're not going to get the news in time. We don't have late swap. That's a uh, rant for a different time. I really think that we should have late swap for spots like this. But um, if are you are you assuming Butler's in or out, Travis? And if he's in, uh, does it tamper your interest in any of these guys here? Yeah, if Butler's in, like, I don't know. I don't love this spot. I, I still think Towns will be a good play, but uh, I mean, like, you know, with Butler, it's not like you made him a bad play, uh, but I think it'll, like, if Butler's in, it hurts a guy like Bielitsa, who's an interesting value play. It's going to hurt Andrew Wiggins, who uh, you know, we love shooting guards today, but if there's no Jimmy Butler, how do you not like Andrew Wiggins against the Nets team? I mean, he's just be able to run up and down the floor and just get tons of buckets, so 
I think Wiggins is going to be an interesting tournament play that people won't even look at. Again, another reason I don't really want to play like a Will Barton or a Clay Thompson because I think Butler's going to sit and I think Wiggins could just be like really contrarian and people won't play him. It's not the most fun roster, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's a terrible option. Uh, Jeff Teague too, right? He's another guy. There's no Butler. There's more points, uh, you know, more opportunities for him to chuck up shots and against the Nets. Point guards against the Nets is a great spot. So I like Jeff Teague in this spot. I think he's someone that you can target. But Towns is like the main guy. Like I think Taj Gibson's like a really great safe cash game option that you want to be, you know, getting in your lineups for sure for value and just a nice play even if Butler's in. But uh, Towns is just a, a great play. I don't know who's going to stop him. And, uh, you know, when he gets going, it, you know, he can't be stopped. I know he sometimes can be frustrating. It has sometimes has like too much of a wide range of outcomes. You wish us stud like that at that price tag would have more consistency, but he's definitely in a great spot and have to consider him here on this slate for sure. I'm just going to the assumption Jimmy Butler's out uh, in cash games. I think it's a little harder to do that. And you might want to, you know, not load up on Timberwolves in cash. Maybe just get like exposure to a Taj Gibson, right? So you still feel like you're exposed to it just in case Jimmy Butler's out. He's a good play no matter what. Even if Jeff takes sure it's fine, but he's not as good of a play. Kind of like take your approach like that. And if you have the money to pay for center, Towns is still a good play right without Butler. So, uh, or with Butler in. So it's kind of like, uh, you know, I'm hoping we get the, I'm hoping we actually don't get the news in time. So I don't get forced onto this game. Cause I don't think we need to get forced onto it. And I still think there's good plays. So their ownership will be down in tournaments. And then you can still kind of get exposure in cash games where you still see, feel fine about it. Yeah. You know, just for what it's worth, uh, Jokic is a thousand cheaper on DraftKings and uh, than than Towns, and I have Jokic projected two points above Towns here in uh, fantasy point scoring here. So, um, if I had to come down to Jokic or Towns, I would probably end up spending spending on Jokic. Uh, but yeah, if Butler's in. It is definitely going to tamper my. Uh, you know, my, my strategy here on targeting the T-Wolves, if he is out, I want all the Wiggins. You know, I think that that's a great spot to, to get Wiggins in there. And uh, other than that, though, I'm really not going to chase, like, you know, the T-Wolves too hard here, uh, if, especially if Butler's in. If Butler's out, it's going to be Wiggins for me. Maybe some Towns. If I'm making, like, 10 lineups, I'll get one Towns lineup in there. But I'm not. he's not my favorite center on the slate by any means. Um, but let's talk about the Brooklyn side. So, you know, Hollis Jefferson had an injury that was uh, bothering him a little bit. Uh, Damari Carroll's still pretty cheap. Um, you know, a nice mid-range option. If, if you're looking for something in cash, maybe he's a guy we could look at in this matchup. But, like, you know, where are we supposed to go here, Travis? Like, that's that's the question. We know the T-Wolves are terrible against defending uh opposing point guard so that definitely puts Dinwiddie square in play here as a mid-range point guard option but uh is there anyone here on this Nets roster that you're targeting yes yeah I don't think we have to with Russell coming back that muddies up some things uh I know Rondé Hollis Jefferson is uh questionable so I think that gives me wants me maybe get exposure at small forward to like a Damari Carroll I think it's fine uh it's a safe cash game option that has some upside uh you know but I I, I don't love it I think it's an okay play I don't mind it sure it, it works uh he's not a guy I'm getting a ton of exposure, but I don't mind mixing him in. And then if you need a value center, Jared Allen is probably the value center that you'll look at, right? Uh, last two games, 20 or more minutes, and uh, has 26 or more fantasy points uh, in both those games. So I don't hate him, but again, uh, I, this is a really good slate, and I just don't think I need to get too much exposure to Nets. And I already have exposure to a lot of guys, so I already feel like I'm trying to like. Uh, I already feel like I, I'm a little too spread out, and I need to narrow down the player pool throughout the day. So I'm just kind of cutting, you know, cutting the fat off on the slate. Like I'll just see a Nets uh, for the most part, unless Rodney Hollis Jefferson gets ruled out. That's kind of what my approach is. Or if I, you know, in building a team and I see Jared Allen fits my last spot, sure, I don't mind putting him in. But again, uh, I'm really not trying to get too much exposure to the Nets here. All right. So 
With that, we finished this late. We covered it for you guys. If you have any extra questions, feel free to hit us both up on Twitter. You can follow me at Real Joshua Giant. That's at Real Joshua Giant. You can follow Travis at Travis Mangone, at Travis M A N G O N E. Give the kid a follow. Definitely one of the best follows I have for DFS purposes on Twitter because Travis, you're always retweeting things and posting about things and narratives and things like that. Stuff that I wouldn't otherwise see uh, sometimes if I didn't see it pop up on your Twitter. So always appreciate that, that you give the updates on your Twitter page. Uh, and just, you know, always working Travis too. So you always see him, uh, you know, doing shows or putting up content like the grind down today. So make sure you keep an eye on him and his Twitter and give him a follow. But uh, yeah, so with that, we are going to move on to the lock and load segment to close it out here. Lock and load brought to you by the Rotor Grinders lineup HQ page, where you could uh, go ahead and build your lineups with the optimizer there by picking from a player pool of guys you like. If you have premium content, you could get a filter from one of our uh, experts here at Rotor Grinders and see what their player pool is now it down by that which is always helpful and definitely suggest you get some premium access to the site but if you click the lock button on the lineup hq you get 100 percent exposure to the guy you click the lock on so we're going to talk about the guy on this slate we would feel comfortable clicking that lock button on lock and load travis you go ahead kick us off i think i know where you're going so you go ahead and just tell us who your lock and load section is today yeah, man, I'm going to take the easy play. I'm just going to take Bradley Beal. Uh, <laughs> yep. It's boring. Um, I know people might not like it, but uh, I just, there's so many good plays on this slate already, man. But he's just like the guy, like, you just want to jam in your lineup, right? The Hawks are. Hawks are not a good team. He's going to see such a high usage, uh, you know, coming off the good game, right? You know, you want to always take that hot hand, right? That always feels good to take a guy who's uh, been, you know, heating up. Uh, so it's Bradley Beal for me. He's the guy that's popping the most for me. Uh, I just, Bradley Beal's the guy. In cash games, you want to get him. Uh, in tournaments, I'm going to put him in there, and I'm just going to call it a day. I I think he's the guy you want to get a ton of exposure to for sure. And again, I, I just like, I like a lot of plays on this slate, and uh, it's definitely going to be tough to narrow it down, but uh, hoping throughout the day I'll be able to do that. And I think it's going to be a, I think it's a really fun tournament slate. I'm really just happy I'm not playing cash games today, just mainly because I think there's a lot of decisions to make, and my head might be spinning. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited, though. It should be a really fun slate. All right, yeah, and give me my Victor Aladipo, please, for my lock and lower play. Aladipo, he's the guy, uh, you know, two games against the Magic this season with that revenge. has put up 59 DraftKings points per game, 30-plus percent usage on his team. This is the guy that's going to, you know, going to lead his team to victory today or at least keep the game close. Uh, they are six-point favorites, and 213.5 is a healthy total of those 109 implied total points for the Pacers. I believe Aladipo is going to have a big chunk of those points. So uh, make sure that you roster Aladipo. And I love Beal too, as Travis mentioned. So you know what? I'm going to suggest to you guys for roster construction purposes, go the double meat selection Subway sandwich style and get yourself some Aladipo Bradley Beal. Pay up on a site like FanDuel where you're going to roster two shooting guards and find your savings elsewhere. So that's it. We close it out for you guys. We will see you guys tomorrow because we are back here with the weekend grind in full swing for both days on the weekend full dose of weekend grindage here make sure you check back tomorrow and feel free like i said hit us both up on twitter with any questions or comments you may have see you guys tomorrow for my co-host travis mango i'm joshua Dye. see you tomorrow grinders peace out she says she sees through me and i find that confusing truth be lost in all this assuming but she says she sees through me Says
10 And to my back is where the gossip all began Confess it, I know you opened up the message Saw it and you read it, but I know that you ain't get it Don't expect the graveyard to be silent I ain't with that fake form I will not sign this That vouchers like gold You couldn't shine it My house is a home You're uninvited You hide it But like it or not I'm improving 300 right here I am still cruising If you listen, it would probably just answer all your questions Anytime I mention it, it's there for you to reference You may see your own reflection She said she sees through me on trusted brands to get the job done. Lowe's is here to help with more of those brands in stock like DeWalt and Little Giant. We stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. Now save $60 on a two-pack of DeWalt 20-volt max batteries, now just $99. Plus, we now offer the Little Giant King Combo Ladder, the world's first step, extension, and leaning ladder, giving you the flexibility to do just about any job for only $159. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616, U.S. only. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. 
I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.